Welcome to Naja Reviews. This is Brian, your host, and I'm a little bit more excited about this movie than I was the last two episodes, for good reason. So this one's called Splinter, which will become very apparent very quickly. This movie is also like 120 minutes, but they actually made that 120 minutes entertaining instead of stupid, for the most part. There's a couple of nitpicks. I think I saw this one for the first time on the Sci-Fi channel before they rebranded to the stupid channel. I don't like the new logo, which I was really surprised because I just, like nowadays Sci-Fi is all asylum shit, but back when I was younger they actually had movies on there that were low budget but worth watching. So I just watched it one day and it was great. The only person of note, there's only six people in this entire movie by the way, but the only one that I recognize from somewhere is Paulo Castenzo. Why does everybody have to have a weird name that I've seen? Anyways, I haven't seen him in any horror movies, but he's in Road Trip. He's the stoner guy, and that's really smart. Funny thing is, he looks like a nerd, so he gets typecasted as one. Apparently, because in this movie, he is a nerd, and in Road Trip, he's a nerd. He's not a stoner in this one, though. He's also in 40 Days and 40 Nights, but it's been so long since I've seen 40 Days and 40 Nights, I don't remember him in it. So to set the stage, I pretty much already told you the synopsis at the end of the last episode, but I don't blame you if you don't want to go back and listen to it again to remember, so I'm just gonna say it now. These two couples meet up, and they start getting attacked by a mold. And that's it. Short, simple, and to the point. Sometimes that's good in a movie, especially when you only have so many characters to work with. Now, would I call this a good movie? I'll give you some complaints, but the positives are going to offset those complaints in my mind. Without any nostalgia, I like this movie crap in there. I guess we're doing the positives first. Lots of practical effects, characters that go through an arc somewhat. One of them feels like an ass pole, but the other two make sense. So Seth is Paulo's character, and he's a nerd. He's trying to get his PhD in biology. So he's like this wimp that can't even change a tire or drive stick or anything like that. And he gets ripped on it for doing that pretty hard. Understandably, in the situation. But by the end of the movie, he steps up. Now, his girlfriend, Polly, is more of the outdoorsy types. But she breaks down. So they kind of do a flip-flop. Which is better than just a straight line, in my opinion. One of the other people in here, he's kind of a dick. And then he continues to be a dick the whole time. But he has this backstory thing where it's like, But that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I guess people have many shades. And I'll explain later what I mean by that. Don't worry. The negatives I would have to say is that ass pull, but the practical effects are so good, in my opinion. The problem is when you get to an action scene with them, and I can guess why they did it, it's really choppy, like edited choppily, which can get annoying, but I would rather have some choppy editing with practical effects, and then later you get to see some stuff practically slower, because the effects studio probably couldn't figure out how to make what's happening happen, and they didn't want to use cgi to show it but you get to see enough of the creature in this movie not choppily edited that it works out pretty good but that's my complaints pretty much that's all i have to say before the overview can't add anything with nostalgia saw it long time ago liked it have liked it ever since acted good <laughs> good acted well in my opinion that pretty much convey what they're trying to convey and that's about all you can get so let's get into this overview. So spoilers ahead. We open up on Sherman's Gas. There's one employee there. It's a tiny gas station, like a diesel pump and a gasoline pump. That's about it. Tiny little gas station out in the middle of nowhere. Don't know what state, but doesn't matter. And he's just hanging out, dipping some chew, or however you say that. And he hears a noise. 
<laughs> and he's got a hat on that says I heart bikinis and that's his only defining factor so he turns around because he hears some noise and then there's like a bloody squirrel attacks him I don't know if it's a squirrel it's some kind of animal and then as we go through the credits it, it cuts back to him for a flash and then goes to the credits and cuts back and it looks like he he's getting some kind of blood infection because you can see his veins through his skin which is a sign of a blood infection and then we follow this suv driving down the road and as it's doing that we see a sign that says experimental because they're next to a giant forest that apparently had experiments in it i don't know it doesn't explain it and i don't care if i was going to make this movie i'd cut out the shot of the sign because it doesn't matter but then we get to the main couple they get to a campsite i already told you the names she's outdoorsy he's definitely 100 percent not so they're trying to set up a tent why do i keep skipping ahead then we cut to the other couple that's dennis and Lacey. And all I have to say about them is drugs are fun. And they broke down. This is a pretty good movie to let you know to not do drugs. Because Lacey is fucked up. Real bad. She's going through withdrawal. And doesn't want to. Dennis already went through withdrawal. We'll get into his withdrawal when we get to his backstory. So he's trying to help her get off the stuff. But when you're an abrasive asshole, it doesn't... Your points don't go home as easily. We go back to the main couple. And they're putting up this tent. It's like their one year anniversary as well. That's the whole reason they're camping. Is because they wanted to fuck underneath the stars. She wanted to do that. He is like, a motel's just as shitty as a campsite. No, Camping's more fun. There's less people. But they're trying to put up the tent and it breaks because they don't know what they're doing. But I don't think I've ever been in a position where I needed two people to put up a tent in the first place. And their tent was itsy bitsy. But the movie has to happen. So they break it. He's ready to go. She's upset and pissed off that this happened. And they get on the road. And then Lacey decoys and the couples meet. And there's a gun and some hijacking. And some cell phones get thrown out a window. Plus a bunch of Seth, you're a bitch. Polly, you're the man of this relationship type of things going on. And Lacey is saying some weird shit. But then it abruptly cuts to roadkill. Caught on tape. And that roadkill didn't just pop the tire of their car. It also popped the radiator. And it looks like a dead fox or squirrel or something. So they're going to change the tire. And this is all tense and shit. I'm not acting like it's tense, but it is. Polly and Seth are being hijacked. And this happens. Seth can't change a tire, so Polly has to help Dennis. Dennis gives the lady that's going through withdraws and not talking properly the gun. And she's talking about her dog Ginger, and that's who they hit. And she forces Seth to go look at, quote-unquote, Ginger. Because drugs are fun. While that's happening, Dennis gets a, a splinter, the little black splinter from the tire in his finger. He pulls it out, moves on with the tire. Then Ginger, like lunges it's more like you know how a cat will like flap its tail when it's pissed off it kind of moves like that but more jerky and lunge towards them and uh lacy shoots it freaks the fuck out runs <laughs> back to the truck they don't know the radiators popped by the way but we do everybody gets into the truck and they start moving then we get to see some of those splinters in the tire grow and they do this little shake thing that's kind of creepy and they're rolling and finally the car dies in front of the gas station of all places we get a look at dennis's finger it's turning black lacy has to go to the bathroom to change her tampon which has been hollowed out and filled with some sort of pill i don't know enough about drugs to even have a guess on what kind of pills they are Lacey finally gets the bathroom door open because she also has to pee. And, uh, I Heart Bikinis is in there, all fucked up with his 
bone sticking out of his arm, and he's all twisted up and crackly. If you watch the movie, you'll understand what I mean by crackly. And he says, kill me! Because the people that watch this saw Res... <laughs> Resident Evil. Alien Resurrection when Ripley 7 said kill me. And she's running. Dennis doesn't believe her because why the fuck would you believe someone that says it's a guy with spikes in him. And then Lacey just gets like tackle deathed because apparently it just has to touch you and it just rips you apart which is fair. He's pretty spiky. And then he just jumps on the car hood and lays there. He, it, whatever you want to call it. The other three people make it into the gas station and Dennis threw the cell phones out the window earlier because he's a fugitive on the run. And then Polly tries to call on the station's phone. And he fucking breaks it. Stop breaking phones. He should have took it. Took the batteries out from her. Put it in his pocket. Something. Dennis sees Lacey move. But it's like her arm just kind of twitches. Dennis goes out to check to see if she's alive. And uh, starts dragging her in. And they lock him out. Which, you know, good on them. Polly is more down to leave him out there to die. Seth is like, you need to let him in. And when they do let him in, she lunges for him and they slam the door and it cuts off her hand. So she's got her thumb, her index finger, and her middle finger all chopped off. And it's walking around because that's how this movie works. And it, it drinks blood. And the cool thing about it is nothing to do with the lore of the movie but the way they did the effect of it, I mean, it's a practical effect, but it starts oozing black fluid. And the way that they made it have the fluid have like texture and spikes on it and the way it moves. They used ferrofluid, which if you don't know what ferrofluid is, it's a liquid or an oil. I can't remember which one they use, but it has like magnetite powder in it, which is magnetic. So if you stick a magnet on it, it makes spiky structures, but it's a liquid. So like you can jiggle it, it moves. And then parts of it will leak out the stronger the magnet because it's pulling all of the magnetite towards it. So it's squeezing out the water or the liquid, I mean. And they can get really cool effects in this movie. Look up ferrofluid if you don't know what it is. I've watched people try to make it on YouTube, but you can order it. It's fun to watch, but if you do get it, it'll stain everything you own oil colored like engine oil colored usually so don't touch anything with it back to the movie Lacey starts slamming against the door window whatever it's a gas station you know what gas stations look like dennis is understandably upset that the corpse of his woman is being mannequin slammed against the, the door because she's not alive anymore She's just a husk that got taken over. They run to the back door. They try to open it to get out, but it's it's locked. So they pop the hinges, but then, but then it's barred. So they still can't get out. And then they realize that the thing got on the roof. So they decide to put the door back. <laughs> Good call. And when they come back to the front, there's a cop there pointing a gun at him. Because you would too if you saw the outside of this gas station. And she just doesn't listen for some reason. Sometimes I wish people would just listen because this movie could have worked pretty much just the same if she would have listened so they tell her to get into the car to make the call to say that dennis has them hostage because she recognizes dennis right away but the call won't go through she won't go back to the car but she calls it in tries to call it in from her her personal on on her person radio instead of the cop car because why would you listen to the people that are hostages telling you what to do you can't read any of the situation it wasn't a Stockholm situation thing. Every single one of them was freaking out in some way and acting funny. Just listen. But she doesn't. So, so the thing jumps from one roof to the other. So 
It's kind of weird. It must have jumped off the roof of the gas station onto the roof of the pumps. And then it jumps back in this scene and it like flicks some of its needles at it at the cop and sticks her in the face with it. Which is a really good way to spread yourself if you're a fungus or a mold. I'm going to say it's a fungus, not a mold, even though mold's a fungus. And the only reason why is because it reminds me of a mushroom. Like, the spines are the mushroom, the fruiting body, the mushroom. And all the black stuff inside is the the mycelium, which is the majority of a mushroom. Because the mushroom cap is, like, the smallest part of a mushroom, even though it looks gigantic. It's a giant network down there, and that's just the fruit. Did I say she gets ripped in half? Because it grabs her with its gas station attendant legs and just cuts her in half and rips the top half off which is kind of fun now all three of them are understandably concerned but we don't care about that because the camera pans up and we see the cop's hands on the ledge and it just gets dragged back and then i'm like well what was the point of showing that we already knew the cop was dead like i already forgot this next scene happened it's been a while since i've seen this movie and then tendrils like the thing a lot of this movie is a lot of other movies (laughs) it feels like but I don't see any other way to do it. So, like, tendrils will shoot shoot into her stump part. They have the top half of her. And it drags her in and assimilates her. And it's just like, now I have two torsos. And the way this thing moves is really creepy because it, like, it's like a twitchy move. But every movement has a crack to it. Because I don't think the mold can assimilate the bones. But it can mess with the rest of your body tissues. So they walk in a really creepy way. It's hard to describe. You'd have to see it. It helps with the whole effect of this movie, though, having your monster actually be creepy and disgusting. It's both. It doesn't even think. It's funny. How much this movie is like Tremors sometimes. (sighs) Aftershocks, to be more exact. We'll get more to it later. Dennis' hand is... Dennis's hand is getting worse. They think of a plan. Burn down the forest. Which... If you were paying attention to what you were doing, and they used lighter fluid and stuff, they could have done that. Would it be the best idea? Probably not. But the way they're doing it is so stupid. New plan. Get the radio off the cop's legs. So they make a clothes hanger wire, and for some reason, this gas station has one of those safety windows with the tray, but you can also walk into the gas station, so what the fuck is the point of having that? I guess I just don't live wherever this is, where they need both ways to pay. So they, they fish that wire through there, and they try to get it. Dennis is helping now instead of being a total asshole. And while he's getting more coat hangers, his finger just breaks backwards. It's gross. They hook the radio finally. But the thing jumps down, breaks the cord, and it it reaches its hand in there to try to get him. And they hit it with a baseball bat. And then when it pulls it out, it breaks off its arm from the forearm fingertips. And that thing's filleted out and it can walk around. (laughs) It's gross. It starts chasing him. Dennis is like nowhere to be found. So when they're about to be like, it's... It's kind of funny because it's like a forearm jumping at you and it's just like, quit it, just quit it. But you know, if one of those spines touches you, you're fucked because of Dennis's fucking hand. But Dennis finally o- opens the cooler door and lets them in and they get away from the door and it leaves them alone. And then it just forgets they're there. Then Dennis's arm starts to break. When I say break, I mean like all of his fingers start bending in funny ways and then his arm just fuck snaps sideways. It's gross. Uh, then they decide they need to cut off his arm, which is a good call. Dennis tries to start cutting it off, but he can't because Ob's. And and then Seth cuts it off and they can't get through the bone, obviously, because they're using a razor blade knife. So then they take a cinder block and just smash it off. And you get to see it and cringy in a good way. It's gross. I love it. Then we get Dennis's fucking stupid ass pulled backstory. This part's not ass pulley. He was on meth. All the meth. 
which I can believe he was on meth. Except that when he smiles, his teeth are fine. So I don't know if he was on meth. But what he was doing was he was stealing big rigs or semis and he was on a meth bender. And then he shot one of the truck drivers and it shattered his spine. But he lived for about a year and all this burden on the truck driver's wife. So when he got out of the slammer, he wanted to A... Get Lacey off drugs. Fucking mission complete. Because she's not a thing anymore. Even though her face shows up a lot. And B, he's got a nest egg of some description. And he wants to give it to the wife of the truck driver because he feels bad which is a noble thing to do but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that this character would care with the way he's been acting the entire movie and i get that people are multifaceted and all that jazz but it's like two extremes he threatens to shoot them the entire beginning of the movie whether he's going to or not obviously with this revelation he probably wasn't but if he wasn't gonna be a fucking piece of shit type of situation then why would he even they could have just acted like hitchhikers man and been like where are you going take us to the next blah 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 and then none of this shit would have happened they would have helped polly would have made Seth shut the hell up and they would have given them a ride to somewhere. Anyway, through all of that, we learn some more things about the mold slash fungus because they don't really give it a name. Is it tracks by heat? They rewatch the security camera footage and notice that it wasn't ever going for Lacey or Seth. It just shoulder checked Lacey to death and jumped on the car hood. And so they like heat. They they track by heating. Now they have a new plan. And remember I was talking about Tremor's Aftershocks? Well, this is the same plan from that movie. Because shit, man, this stuff is cold. Also, Rock Rip's new paper. Bert, I'm going to get to your truck and I'm going to grab some bombs. And then later, he just pushes it. And holy shit, it's going to be big. I can probably paraphrase the entire first two Tremors. I'm done now. Even though... The rest of this plan is pretty tremorsy. So their plan is to cool off Seth so he's under the ambient temperature where they are, which is like 90-something degrees, like 95 degrees or some shit. Kind of like in that movie I just referenced. And to distract the thing, they start throwing firecrackers out the other side. Kind of like when Earl Bassett heated up some long johns, put them on a string, and strung it out so all the shriekers would go get it. I didn't realize this movie was a ripoff of Tremors until about an hour ago, just in case you wanted to know. And Seth's trying to get to the cop car to call in with all this. So he's off to go get the car, go to the cop car, and they're throwing firecrackers out the back of the thing. It's distracting it, but that can only distract it too long because, you know, the only reason it's asking so smart is because it's so stupid. Fuck you, Grady. Although I love Grady. Sorry, he forgot. So he finally makes it to the car, but the firecrackers aren't working anymore. But I don't care how cold you are and how dying you are. Will you please, please, now hear me out. Close the fucking door! Next time. It runs up to the car, slams into it, but it doesn't see him, so it's just like hitting off movement, I guess. Apparently it can see movement. It doesn't, it, that part doesn't make a lot of sense. Then Dennis goes to throw a firecracker out the front of the door, kind of like uh, Ian Malcolm with the flare, and it pretty much does the same thing. Doesn't work. Throws it, it duds for a bit. There was another dud earlier, so it's foreshadowed at the very least. And then it gets into the store, but they make it into the cooler. Seth gets the shotgun out of the cop car. But the fireworks start like it wasn't a dud. It restarts and it lights the lighter fluid. That lights the store on fire. You know, the whole problem that Seth had in the first place with the fire situation. But Steph, Steph, Seth uh, starts, he comes in, starts shooting with a shotgun. And then the forearm comes up and he shoots that thing into the fire and it pretty much insta-kills it, which seems a bit quick. So now we have Polly and Seth 
trying to shoot it into the fire. Dennis is finally like, y'all need to get the fuck out of here. I'll handle this. So he starts shooting it and he's doing the whole Judgment Day Sarah Connor because she got stabbed in the shoulder trick. But he gets he gets slashed on the neck and that's not cool because we know what happens now. So he gets out of the gas station and it runs by a diesel pump which wouldn't explode like this and shoots it and lights it on fire. Then he gives the safety deposit box key to the the two people that survived this movie and blows up the gas station incinerating him and then they're walking down the road and there's a sequel hook there's an animal dead on the side of a tree with spikes coming out of it too bad it never got a sequel as far as i know but even if it did it wouldn't be good and we all know that so that was splinter i feel like i went through it quickly this is one of those movies that don't have a whole lot of fat to trim there is talking in it that i i didn't tell you guys about but it's usually it's it's to set up the characters like when they're making fun of Seth for Dennis is like, you got a case of CDS, can't do shit, that kind of stuff, which is great. Lacey's had a problem with hallucinations or it's because she's a withdrawal, whatever. Polly's cool because she starts off really strong and then she breaks in the middle and then by the end she comes back. So it's not like, um, for example, Barbara, they're coming to get you, Barbara, that one. From the original, once she gets to the house, she's basically catatonic until she gets like pulled out of the window. So she never recovers. Like in the remake, she gets to the house, is traumatized for a bit, but then rises to the occasion and helps. So I'm glad they did that with her. I know that they probably weren't ripping off Trimmers or any other of the movies I referenced. I was just watching it and I'm like, huh, that's pretty damn similar. By the way, there's more similarities to the whole cold scene. While he's walking, he's got an ice bag, but they forgot to get a closed one or some shit. And so a little bit of it keeps leaking out. So he's going to lose his coldness quickly. And then in, in Tremors, they spray him, instead of using ice, they spray him with a CO2 fire extinguisher. And then little pieces of the CO2 that's stuck on him falls off. It's the fucking same thing. Anyways, at some point, I will cover at least the first two Tremors movies on this podcast. I don't even know if I'm going to have to rewatch them is what I'm getting at, you guys. So let's talk about Splinter instead of Tremors. Sorry. This movie's really good. It's it's short. It's, it's less than 90 minutes. It's 80 minutes. 82 minutes, actually. If you just need something to watch real quick, or you like a little bit of body horror and gore, this will do it. It's it's not super gory all of the time. There's blood everywhere, but I don't consider just blood spray gore because there's it's blood. Get over it. But the shots you do see of the gore are really good. They're done practically for the most part. It's great. Go and watch it. Please go and watch it. Next week, I have not thought that far ahead in life. So I will figure that out by this time next week. I'll post it on Twitter what I decide. I usually pick by Tuesday. I make myself make that decision. So... I'll put it up there. Anyway, this has been me from this podcast. Hope you all have a good week, and I will talk to you all next week. Bye. <laughs>